I think it's an at. I think it's an at. So uh, I don't figure that out. But we have a we have a Twitter a Twitter page now, huh? Yep. At mab underscore sports. Because guess what? There's a fucking mab sports and an mab podcast already. What? Okay. You know, when I was looking on SoundCloud, there's a I just Google searched or like searched in SoundCloud, and there's a whole bunch of most awesome podcasts. So I was like, <laughs> no, motherfuckers already jumping on our corner. <laughs> it's fucked up. That That's is right. fucked up. My name is my name. <laughs> Nice. Should we get this one started, are you brother? Water or beer? I got, I got them both. I got them both. Just trying right, to. Let's go get a clinky. Clinky, brother. Clinky. All right. Episode, episode eight. Let's do this. All righty. Let's do it. It would be fun to hear the <laughs> intro music coming in and get all pumped up. Hear a little porcelain yeah. around me. I know. I know. We can't afford it, brother. <laughs> we can't, <Yeah>. can't afford <laughs> it. You know. You know. The irony is, once we can't afford to actually have someone playing that song, we won't be able to afford the song. So there's exactly. there's the rub. There's the rub. I, or or we're gonna be like, oh, this motherfucking song. Is <laughs> it's like it's it's like the work whistle in Flintstones. Like, oh, back back to the grind. <laughs> exactly. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Most Awesome Brandana Sports Podcast, coming at you as we always do. Episode 8, and we have a jammed pack one for, for them, don't we, Most Awesome? It's unbelievable. It is a rock-solid show. It's, it's, it's packed to the gills. Like we, I, I don't know, when we first started, we thought maybe 20 minutes, maybe 35, maybe 40, but you know, each time we go through it, there's just so much to pack in, but I think... Uh, I think this is this is kind of a, a themed episode. This is our draft episode, NFL draft right. episode. Would it be fair to say that? I would say so. This is the last kind of opportunity that we're going to get to really, until training camp, talk about the NFL without kind of forcing it and making it, uh, you know, something to have uh, some meat behind it. Yep, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, we have, and not to toot our own air horn. Right now, most awesome at the time of this recording, Friday night, I'm here with you, uh, with you over Skype. It's just like being next to you. It's close enough. Exactly. We, we, we take what we can get. Uh, we, up to date, we have 329 listens. Uh, it, is a mad, it is a mad, mad world because we are officially in four different countries, my friend. We're we, international. We're, inter- we're an international podcast. We have USA listens. We knew that. Like that was just yeah, kind of par, par for the course. Uh, okay. Costa Rica, UK. And what I'd like to talk about is uh, we have a, a couple India listens. Ooh, Did, uh, look at that. Uh, Dakshin, India. I don't know if you're familiar with that region. Uh, huge, no. it, huge MA beers, apparently. And they have, uh, I, I can get the analytic, uh, analytics on this, two listens. So that means they listen to one. Like what they heard over there in India, exactly, and, and they listened again. Right, exactly. I like this. So, so two listens in India. Yep. I'd like to see what other podcasts out there. How 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 deep do you go? Where's your stretch? Bring your India game. Step where, up. Exactly. We got where are we bark at, at us. Doc, Do- Doc you know this? No, no, thing, no. Right? It's it's all it's it's Doc Shin. I'm pretty sure I'm Doc I'm yeah Doc Shin India. Big big fans. All right, uh, shout out to Dakshin. Maybe that's where Doris is from. It could be Doris. Shout out uh, Dakshin. You know what? Reach, reach out to it, Dakshin. Listener at mabsportspodcast.com, and you could be our official correspondent over there in India. Let us know. Oh, yeah. We what, can talk to you about... Um, what sports are going on over there? I don't know what sports. Soccer? 
Is soccer big? No, I think they're big soccer, but I, soccer. I think they're also uh, cricket. I think cricket. Cricket. Yes. Big over. Yeah. Dude, get MAB in the cricket. We're not above the cricket game. Get us in the cricket game. Explain it to us. Let's like learn on. how it works. I have no idea. It's like curling to me. I don't get it. Isn't it? I, I feel like it's one of those games that I think it could like last infinitely. Like, isn't there like a yeah, legendary story? Forever. Yeah. There's like 14 day yeah. cricket game or something. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna plow through some other cities. Uh, More of a team sport than baseball. Just putting that out there. <laughs> Uh, we got listeners in uh, Big Listen Pocket in Nokomis, Florida. Thank you. North Hollywood, no surprise. Chicago, 13 listeners. That's dynamite. Ooh, Chicago. Yeah, Olathe will take it. Uh, Sherman, Sherman Oaks. Uh, Kansas City, Moe. Uh, Tustin, California. Thank you. Lenexa, Kansas. Uh, Portland, Oregon. Okay, so here's, I think we all know who the Portland, Oregon one is. Thanks, Sweets. Appreciate that. But uh, for listen, we, I don't know if you're a little bit behind the game, but we've dropped seven. We what, dropped, do you, what do you got going on in your life that's <laughs> more important than our podcast? We, we've dropped uh, we dropped seven episodes. This will be number eight. Oh, but lost episode number two. We're not going to hold that against you. You can't hear it. Uh, Rochester, mm, New York. <laughs> you're, a lot like you're not sure about that. Manhattan, Kansas, Ridgewood, New York, Bronx, New York, our India fans, and Lombard, Illinois. I, I imagine. I, I it think, is a mad, mad world out there. They're all over the place. Uh, guys, thank you so much for the listens. As you know, we're going to be done to our own air horn, but it means you're telling people about it, and we appreciate it. We are on iTunes. You can subscribe. Just search Mab Sports. That's MAB Sports, and subscribe. Give five stars. Give a little comment. That's great. You can reach us on email, MAB Sports Podcast at gmail.com. Love to hear back from you. Let me give the rundown, then we'll just jump into it. What do you think about that? I love it. Awesome. Let's right. do it. All right, today we're going to start off as we do with Rip from the Headlines. Going to talk a little NFL draft. That is the theme of the show. You're going to see it showing up throughout all of our segments. Going to hit the MAB inbox. Got a good gentleman from the frat that sent us an email that kind of falls coincidentally in line with our draft episode. We should jump in on that mm-hmm. question. We got the MA, MA parenting tips. No money, no problems. Excited about right. that one, brother. It's going to be a good one. Uh, Neapolitan showdown. We're going to circle back to food. You know what kind of started us on Neapolitan Showdown? We go back there with our top three side dishes. Jump into gam. Not, not main courses. Not main courses. Dishes. Side dishes. You guys, it's gonna be. I'm mine. Mine are. <laughs> all right, we'll see. We'll all right. see. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> there's, there's a half T-shirt. Up the bed, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, got the gambling corner. We're gonna do draft day props. I'm gonna lean on most awesome a little bit with his college football knowledge to help me make the best use of my money do our MVP of the week, and of course, finish with our 60-second tale from the frat. How was your week, brother? Good week? It was good, man. I got my taxes won. You know what I mean? Did, oh, you won the taxes. I lost. Well, no, I lost. technically, the government won the taxes. <laughs> I did not win the taxes. Yeah. But no, you know, they, you got that filed, and and, and life is uh, on on its way. That's a, that's a big, big check mark. All right, brother, let's jump into it. Bring us the jams! Extra, extra! All right, ripped from the headlines. Okay, so we're doing a little draft segment, and I brought this up to you, and you, I think it took a little bit talking you into it, but you got into it. I think we started from the point of, I was saying there was a big quarterback shuffle that kind of went through right. went through the league. We have seven different teams that are starting quarterbacks that, uh, they, they might have taken one or two snaps for him last year. You know, like, I'm still counting Mahomes in that category. 
uh, kind of taking right. over. But we have people like uh, Teddy Bridgewater over to the Jets. You know, I, I didn't even count Garoppolo, which you could almost count. I know he finished with the last, what, four games of the season, five games. Yep. Yeah, he dramatically changed their, their draft order. They went from in the top five to nine now, right? Isn't that where they're at, nine? Uh, but yeah. So I have that, yeah. Yeah, they're at nine. Yep, they're at nine. Uh, yeah, so we're looking at uh, you know Teddy Bridgewater at the Jets, uh, Alex Smith, Redskins, AJ McCarron, Bills, uh, Tyrod Taylor at the Browns, Case Keenum at Broncos. We'll we'll get all into that. So just inspired by the QB shuffle, we want to move into our list. This week is going to be the top three 2018 QB based predictions. It's just got to it's got to be something that's going to happen in the 2018 NFL season that has something to do with the quarterback. Kind of wild predictions. Let me know your thoughts, M.A. What are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, clearly, as we see it in the, the kind of predictions for the draft, as well as, like you just mentioned, all the QB shuffle, the QB position in the NFL remains the most volatile position, I, I might almost argue, in sports, right? Yeah. Yep. It's incredibly hard to define who's going to be a solid pro versus who's going to be a bust. So it's just it's, uh, it's, it's perfect timing this year to talk about QBs and what we think could happen. So I've got a couple ideas. You might have a few ideas, but I have a couple predictions. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna add surprising predictions. Yep. Right? I'm gonna yep. go with things that we don't think could happen. Hundred percent. So let's talk a little uh, just to bring everybody up to speed. Uh, you brought up some great things in our pre-pro. Uh, 2017 was full of quarterback surprises. We had kind right. of uh, we had a sophomore surge in quarterbacks right. like uh, Jared uh, Goff, uh, Carson Wentz. Uh, is Deshaun Watson going to follow in those same footsteps? He was a sophomore surge. He's coming back this year. Uh, didn't really care. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's going to be interesting to see. But still, even as a rookie, like he was blowing people's hair back, like really kind yeah, of absolutely. Ugly. And then you had the backups that came out of nowhere, right? Yep, the backup badasses, uh, Case Keenum, uh, Nick Foles stepping in. <laughs> I mean, you can't do much more than win a, win a Super Bowl championship. It's pretty yeah. badass. Oh, yeah. uh, so you want to hit me with uh, one of your surprises predictions yeah. for 2018. So actually, just talking about Nick Foles right there. So, um, and there's actually some some change on his as of today. They just announced some um, some new renegotiations of his contract. But here's what my surprise for for 2018 is going to be. It was it was Nick, like it, it was like just to get the it was performance based or something, right? It was yeah. They incentive. added a two million dollar signing bonus and they added some starter bonuses. They they added added some more incentives. They haven't officially rolled out what it's going to be. But it is changed from what his – so his agreement was a bit interesting. His contract was a bit – it was technically as a five-year deal. But it had – if he was on the Eagles roster uh, by February of 2019, so after the 2018 season, his remaining three years is voided and he becomes an unrestricted free agent. So after so this my, season? After this season? Yeah, yeah. Got it, exactly. yeah. So – by yeah, by February of 2019. So my prediction was, and even though that they've even kind of incentivized him a little bit, my my prediction was is that Nick Foles will not be on the Eagles roster this season. I think he won't finish on that that Eagles roster this year. I was I was thinking about that. So you know we see NFL. So I think you and I agree. Like the other two leagues trade a lot. It's just like NFL is not a big trading league. Like how do you picture him kind of getting moved? Because I was trying. I almost put that down on my list, and I was trying to picture, and maybe I created my list a little bit more before, like I knew that stat. But right. how I, I don't remember a lot of like really kind of franchise level quarterbacks being moved, like in week three, week four. Right. So here's 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 how he gets moved, and and I think I think part of the reason why 
the Eagles restructured his deal is to keep him a little bit happy in the short term, but also to hedge their bet on Wentz is coming back. Wentz tore his ACL toward the latter part of the season against the Rams. He's telling everybody, he's, he just started running, which is a good sign, and he's trying to be ready for week one of the season. But the, but the Eagles, like we talked about last in, in past episodes, their window is this big, right? They only yep. have a, a tiny window for a Super Bowl contention. So they're going to hedge their bets on Foles and really see where uh, where Wentz comes back and, and his progress and how quickly he comes back. Then, invariably, when you have the Arizona Cardinals and uh, Sam Bradford and you have a couple other teams that are out there that will have, again, that small window, a la what your Vikes did when they when they lost Bridgewater in, in training camp. They pushed it in and got Bradwater, or uh, uh, not Bradwater, Bradford. Bradford. I, yep. I combined the two of them, Bridgewater and Bradford, <laughs> Bradwater. Um, but, but they pushed their chips in the middle for that and got a, a quarterback for today. I think we could see that in the league this year. Injuries at the quarterback position, it's it's a it's a, a do or die. It just ask the Texans, right? Okay, so that's great. So it's it's just it's a it's a stopgap. So right now it's it lines up perfectly for the Eagles, right? Like right. it's it's weighted more if he makes it in February two thousand nineteen. Not worried about that. Keep him happy right now. When right. you know if if they need like five more weeks before like Wentz is fully up to speed, you know go go three and two with that. Go four and one, and then set right. Wentz up. And and the interesting part of that five year agreement, that five year deal that he had. It went from after two years, it went from a automatically voided to a mutual, like they decide on if it gets voided or not. So that tells me that's a little bit of a hedge to sit there and say, are they going to pull the trigger on Wentz? And if he doesn't come back or he regresses or maybe, God forbid, he tears his ACL again, you've got uh, Nick Foles with three years and $16.5 million left on his deal. Makes sense to me. What you got for number two, brother? My number two. We're going out east to new england Tom brady. <laughs> oh i love it i love it I just, wait let me let me swim in this for a second because this is okay. brady and the patriots are going to come up a couple three four times in this podcast and i'm yes. i'm so excited about your take give me what you got brother i'm sitting down nope. wait let me open this beer right now let me get some popcorn give my popcorn ready give my popcorn ready <laughs> okay. what you got brother so here's what i got here's uh, so obviously tv 12 tom brady i'm a michigan guy i love tom brady so i'm not gonna I, I, it just pains me to bring this up, but I, I think I can. Um, he's 41. You know, he is not going to last forever. So I don't think he's going to finish the season. Okay, I don't think he's going to. I don't think he's going to be the quarterback playing towards the end of the season. I think he's going to be either injury issue, which could happen. He's 41. Yeah. Or I think we'll. And this is a total shot in the dark. I have no no inside knowledge whatsoever, but I'm I'm putting it out there now that his TB12 Sports Therapy Center is going to fall under some Balco-esque scandals. Remember the Balco oh, training yeah. center and Alan Rodriguez? Oh, shit, under? yeah. So, here, so I'm, I'm putting this out there now. Okay? Oh, my God. And this is going to be something that I think it might not be. It might not happen this year or next year, but it's going to happen. Here's the reason why. His trainer, his main trainer. Okay, uh, what tipped me off to this, sorry, let me go back a little bit. Belichick most recently just chastised Gronkowski for working at TB12. Yeah. He got into it. He, he, he chastised him for, for training there, for working out there. My that, feeling is, but that, that, some... that was last year, but came out this year, right? It happened yes. last year, but it came out this year. Right, right. Correct. Got it. And so, and so he, obviously there's something going on there. And, and when the TB12 method, the book that Tom Brady came out, there was all sorts of crazy that facts that Tom Brady was espousing as, 
you know, this is something that will actually, this is science. For example, hydration not leading to being sunburned. That mm -hmm. if you drank a lot enough water, you, your skin will just be pliable and won't get sunburned. Um, he wears uh, uh, pajamas that he believes gives him an edge against his uh, opponents because he wears, yep, bioceramic infused functional apparel and sleep sleepwear. The advantage are it increases energy and promotes recovery and improves performance. So this guy who is telling him all this is super super PJs. He's wearing super PJs, <laughs> yeah, super exactly. PJs. but like more like like. <laughs> athletic version of mormon pjs right like not like you know what I mean? <laughs> sorry to shout out. no we don't have any utah lessons do we oh let me look on the i actually we don't yet so we're good okay, you're safe right, you're well, safe then we can talk about mormons once we get the once we get byu on one there, two yeah cut it out. okay um but this guy alex guerrero he calls himself a body engineer he got a degree from a defunct oriental medical university called samra university of oriental medicine mm -hmm. i've never heard of this and he was a pitch man for a fake cancer cure. He also created a phony concussion prevention beverage. Okay. And this is this guy. This is Tom Brady's premier guru, fitness guru, who talks mind, body, and spirit with everything. So what it says to me is, is Belichick doesn't want Gronk training there, doesn't want anything to, to have his athletes deal with this. There's something going on. Yeah. There's some Dako-esque stuff going on. I mean, yeah, little yeah, witch, you might witch, drink enough water and not get sunburned, but you're, you're juicing on the side. Yeah, a little, little witch doctory. I got it. I, I love that bold. I love also how you so confident right now of giving like Adam Schefter a run for his money. Like You have to let people know that you don't have inside sources on this one. You don't. Not on this one. <laughs> he does not have inside sources on this one specifically. Most awesome is just, that's just his gut. Most of the time it is knowledge inside. He's the talent, but on this one, this is just going for it. This is just this kind one of is a... just straight shooting from the hip, <laughs> just gunslinging it. Uh, great. Let me fire off one I got here, just to kind of get your thoughts on it. Okay. My wild prediction for 2018 season prediction based on the quarterback, something nuts that's going to happen. Tyrod Taylor will lead the Browns to a wild card berth. Ooh, I'm interested. Let okay. More. Okay. So, uh, I mean, it's no secret that the the Browns have two of the top four picks, and we'll get to that a little later in the show, I think, when we're talking about sure. the gambling. But uh, I don't hate Tyrod Taylor's game, and I don't think Buffalo was a perfect fit for it. Or, yeah, for Buffalo wasn't a perfect fit. And I like, I really like the weapons that the Browns have added. They got Carlo, Carlos Hyde, it's, uh, yeah. uh, Dynamite Back. Uh, when he's healthy, when he doesn't get when he's healthy, yeah, 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 yeah. We got uh, poo -poo your your points too much. But no, okay. that's fine. Oh, we got Landry and we got uh, Gordon back, and Gordon stays off the sauce. Like he, I, I think he had an explosive return last year, especially for just yeah. kind of jumping in the middle of it, showing that he's still that you know that wide receiver that we knew he could be if he could keep just kind of his personal demons under control. And right. I think and you got Corey Coleman, the wide receiver, and you know you got Joe Thomas who retires. So he did. Yeah, that's a little, yeah. a little sketchy, but. A little sketch. I just, you know, and it's also the division. I don't, that division isn't a tough division. I'm not scared of the Bengals. I'm not right. scared of the Ravens. The Steelers are who they are. Like, they're, right. they're going to win the division. They're going to be up there. But I think it's very, uh, I, but the Steelers are two injuries away. I mean, I yep. guess you could say that about a lot of teams, but the Steelers in particular are two injuries away from being, seven and nine or six and ten yeah and we're, we're calling we're calling little we're calling little long shots in this in this segment yeah, yeah. and it's, it's a long shot but it's definitely like i could see it be done i do want to talk to you about all right so josh gordon talked about uh actually being under the influence before football games uh yeah i 
and I can't wrap my head around it. So there's one time at the frat that I bet uh, I'd, I had a few adult sodas, and I remember Andrew York would always jump on me like when I got a little drunk and I would make some ridiculous bet, and I bet like I could go like six for three behind the three point line at like one o'clock in the morning after I six drank. Six for like... three is impossible. You <laughs> well, that's that's, you that's, made was like that's how many drinks I had. Now. That's how many drinks I had. Yeah, yeah. No, so, so three for six, whatever, fifty percent. So we drove, we drove, we drove to Pan Pacific like turn on the headlights like it's one o'clock in the morning and then like i lined up in the corner because i love to shoot from the corner and i uh didn't even hit the fucking rim once (laughs) it was like it was it was the biggest waste of 40 dollars probably or what's the most uh what's the most fucked up thing like athletic event you've done hammered okay um so so most awesome played club volleyball in college which is really just a giant excuse to go out and like travel go to other colleges for volleyball tournaments but party the night before so we were at michigan state university the night before Uh, it was a very big house party held by some of the other michigan state volleyball players your boy most awesome indulged in the sauce a little too deep and then when the tournament started because the tournament starts at like eight in the morning Mm -hmm. most awesome rolls in there and (laughs) just peppering just warming up just getting ready First couple like rotations through, I was like, oh, I feel a little, I feel like I'm gonna throw up. Yeah, this is not a good deal. So I played probably that first game. I would say, uh, I would say, less hungover, more still inebriated from the night mm-hmm. before. Yeah. How 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 was the performance? Ooh, it was weak sauce. It was <laughs> we did not do well that week. I think sometimes you just get in the zone. It's just like as. As long as I don't throw up, like this might might be a victory. It's a win, right? Like just yeah, exactly. just get through this. Uh, Dynamite. All right, so Tyrod Taylor leads the Browns to a wild card berth. That's my long shot. Uh, I'll follow that up with uh, I'm going to go Denver Broncos will start three different quarterbacks. Okay. So I, I think Lynch and then whoever they draft in the draft. Exactly. I'm saying rookie. I do. I will get into what rookie I think they'll draft because right. it's going to come up in the gambling corner. But yes, I think uh, I think Case Keenum. So. I think the biggest thing to turn from this long shot would be if Case Keenum can perform anywhere close to what he did last year. And I think with, I think the weapons, the defense he could rely on is obviously not, it's, Denver has a good defense. It's not as good as Minnesota's. But definitely I would say the offensive weapons available aren't as good as what he had in Minnesota. And also it was, I, that chip on his shoulder where he had a special moment to shine and really show what he could do, like that's, dwindled a little bit like I, I i can't get into his psyche but it was kind of like it was this perfect storm of talent around him uh kind of a second shot to prove what you can do and i just i don't think that's the same at denver so yeah, and the the qbs that have i, I think kurt warner is probably the exception to the rule where they come out of either like a, a bounced around the league or were the the backup and then thrust into the starting position Typically, that rule is is like when they go and get the big deal, the Neil O'Donnells who led the Steelers and then go sign a big deal. This is back in the 90s. Yeah. When they go sign that big deal, they don't perform the way that they did in the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like they or or in the playoffs or, or what have you. That's the risky thing. I mean, if you exactly. Look at Matt, Foles, Matt Castle, like same, Castle, same deal. Nick Foles, his first go around with the Eagles, then was like, all right, this is the next guy and got paid big money and then bounced from the, the Rams to the Chiefs and. You know, so you're right. I mean, you're, you're you're spot on with the fact that this might not be he might not be able to recapture the magic in in the Mile High City. Yeah. So I think I think it's very likely like he can start off at kind of one and four, start slow. Whatever rookie quarterback that they do draft, and I do have thought about it. 
I don't think he's going to be quite ready to put him in there, and I don't think right. John Elway's going to let that happen. So I think the little stop gap will be Paxton Lynch getting a couple starts in the middle, and then we'll finish you know, the last five, six games when obviously the playoffs are out of sight for the Denver Broncos with the rookie quarterback. Sure. Interesting. Okay, I like it. All right, buddy. What's your, uh, what's your number three? My number three. Well, actually, let, let, let me interrupt you here. How many do you have? I need to know because I know it's never just three. Well, I have five. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. Hit me with three. I'm trying. I'm working. I know you're you're That's doing you're down. you're trying hard. We all know you're working hard. So hit me with three and yeah. hit me with three and four, oh, and then three. I'll. My number three. This all is right, self-indulgent right here. Maddie Stafford leads the Lions in the Super Bowl victory. <laughs> all right, Bobby Lane. All right, fucking skip that oh. one. Just fucking skip that one. All right, moving on to likelihood ones. No, it's four. definitely a shot in the dark. You said surprises. That would be a that, uh, You didn't say what kind of surprises. You didn't say how plausible. I didn't, the I didn't, the I didn't say impossible. I would like to put money on the odds of Browns going to the playoff versus Denver, like, or Detroit Lions actually winning a Super Bowl. What will happen first? Well, probably the, I mean, it's easier to get the playoffs, but. I don't know, as, as the Cleveland Browns, it's going to be pretty damn close. All right, that's your uh, long of so long So here's my shots. thing is, is my third one, I'll take it out. I'll, I'll throw one out there. I think Eli retires at the end of the year. I don't know how much of a surprise that is. It's more of a given, but I do think he's a stopgap in, in New York. We'll get more into this in, in some of our draft talk, too. Um, and then my other one, this is for our... our wait, uh, wait, just how, how, old is, how old is Eli? 38? Yeah, I think he'll be 38 in this season coming up. You don't, he's, he's, this will be his 15th season. You don't think he goes and plays like... You think he's ready to retire? Maybe. I guess maybe yeah, he's, he, he might not be as like much of a game. Like It might mean more to him to start and finish as like a giant than it would be to just get two more bullshit years somewhere else. Yeah. The legacy I think is, is big for the Mannings and I don't, I don't see him then going and be like, Hey, I'm, I'm suiting up for, you know, the, the Texans and shepherding Deshaun Watson, or I don't, I don't see that happening or, yeah. you know, so I, I see him riding off into the sunset. I mean, he's obviously, I'm sure he's probably done very well. He doesn't need to get beat up in New York any longer, and he's won his two Super Bowls. So yeah, and also like that's a great point too. Like unlike Peyton Manning, there's not this like sexy aura around him where it's just like oh, like we can, we have all the pieces. We just need like kind of one quarterback we can trust to kind of push it. Like he Eli has kind of his own demons going on. Yeah, and he's not the he's not the given, you know, because yep. his two Super Bowl wins were no one thought it was coming, yep. and he's throwing a lot of interceptions, and so I just don't know if he's got. I don't know if he's got the game for squeaking out another two, three years and, and a franchise rallying around Eli Manning the is, same way that they would Peyton Manning. Is there any other vote where you're going to be so handcuffed to let somebody in the Hall of Fame than Eli Manning? Like, you, he's got to be a Hall of Famer, right? Like, he has yeah, to oh be, yeah. but nobody's just like, you know, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Right, yeah, yeah. He doesn't jump off the page for sure. But he, I definitely think that he will eventually get a, a jacket. That is for sure. But yeah. it, it, his, his dad and Peyton will probably have to lean on the, the committee. <laughs> sure. um, uh, and then I have uh, Pat Mahomes for our KC. All right. Here we here. go. Here we go. He's going to lead the league in no-look pass attempts. <laughs> He's also going to lead the league in, in no-look INT. Exactly. Dick the word out of my mouth. No-look INTs and no-look passes. Oh, perfect. Uh, my last one is I got Jameis Winston's benched by week eight. Ooh, that one's juicy. I think there's there's so much talent, and I think he got like his first real real shot at it last year, where it's just like you're not a rookie, you're not in college anymore. You get how the NFL offense works. Uh, 
you get how the spotlight works, like step up into it, stop throwing stupid fucking passes, be a leader. And uh, he, I don't think he was even close to even up to his potential. Like he can't get over, he can't get over just being mistake prone. Yeah. And let, and let me ask you this, like, is the, the, the Jameis Winston leadership quality, right? Everything that's talked about the, the, the in, inspirational speeches that he had in the Florida state locker rooms and, and all these things and going out there after, cause this will be his third year in the league. Has it grown tired? I mean, these guys are professional athletes. They had, uh, against the saints, he had the pregame and he was doing the W thing. Yeah. And he was like on his fingers. Like that came out and people were kind of clowning him for doing that because he was, it was just so dumb. And it was like for a quarterback, you got to have a little, we talked about this in the bit, you got to have swagger. Yeah. And of the room. And Wait. that was just, that felt so off that moment. Exactly. I think you have to have a little, I don't know. I don't know if prestige is the right word, but there's, you can't joke it off. And there's just like, there's always like a jokey undertone, like a broy, like, Hey, like, we're just like, Oh, uh, let's do it. Like, I'm silly. Like it's like, it's almost yeah. just like cracking you up is just as important as inspiring you. And it's just right. like, there's not, I don't feel this vibe. And maybe it goes back to MAB episode seven, where we're talking a little bit about uh, like just your obsession with winning. And I don't right. see that obsession. Right. Right. Yeah. I think, I think there's just a little too melodrama in his his inspirational kind of motivational rally of the team yeah i just don't i don't see it just rings hollow sometimes exactly and all the shit wouldn't matter if he stopped throwing in fucking double coverage like when he's right, getting pulled exactly. down in a sack <laughs> like when, right, exactly yeah. when he solves everything all right brother uh very well done we're going to the mab inbox now uh i don't think we have a jam for that yet so we'll just talk into it i'll figure it out later well you know we we forgot to tell them about uh let's do this real fast just kind of coming up in episode 10 number one okay so here's here's what mab sports podcast tell us we don't give a shit about you and we'll prove you wrong right now here's what we're doing for you guys we're gonna start mabby hour and here's how mabby hour works Maybe our works so is good when you say it, it does it rolls yeah it just rolls off the tongue. We we obviously need your help. Uh, we thank you guys for listening, uh, and we'd like you to tell friends. And I think you guys are confident enough in the product we bring. Uh, a lot of good feedback to let people know. So, what we're asking you to do is you meet somebody in a bar, having a few cocktails, uh, let them know about MAB Sports Podcast, and send send us a photo of you getting someone we've never met to subscribe to the podcast. And we will Venmo you that round of drinks. Drinks on us. Drinks on Mav Sports. Right. We Boom. want to see a receipt because I'm not buying fourteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stay off that top shelf. We said there's a reason yeah. it's called there's there's a reason it's called Mabby Hour. Like happy right. hour. Like incorporate happy hour. Like find those smoking exactly. deals. Like we're not. And we're not talking apps either. So no, like no chicken wings. All right. I don't. Know, <laughs> yeah. No, it's not good food. No, it's not. Don't. Uh, we. You know what, Doff? We know you out there right now. Just figuring out how you can exploit this. Oh, like it's just. He's looking at it. It's just two beers. Someone we haven't met. Picture of them subscribing. That's all. That's all you got to do. And a uh, real quick plug. Uh, most Austin's been working really hard about prepping episode 10. Uh, we're both really excited to drop it. We're going to make it a little bit of a milestone. We're going to do a call-in session. So we'll get the times uh, set. We'll let, them, we'll let you guys know exactly what time to call in. But uh, we're going we're gonna to field some calls. And we're going to do it in uh, kind of an hour block. So we'll let you know exactly when that block will be, Eastern Standard Time. But start thinking about it. Uh, we'd love all of our kind of loyal listeners to call in and talk to us on air. And we'll drop it. Exactly. So we're shouting it out at you, India. 
come come with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know the uh, it's got to be Skype because we'll, you know we'll take care of some Mabby hour, but we're not gonna pay for long distance phone calls. I don't know how uh-uh. I don't know how much that that costs. Even those things. All, All right, right. Uh, MAB inbox. We did get hit up, brother, and let's kind of read it out As here. We always do. As we always do. Okay, uh, we have listener Binger writes in. All right, NFL draft is coming up, which is always hyped to have higher number of viewers than most other sports championships. With changing media, anthem kneelers, and rules, there's still no other sport anywhere close to taking over, right? Sorry if this was already discussed. I'm only on episode five. Binger. Well, Binger, first thing I would say is catch up. But. <laughs> well, he won't know. He won't. Yeah, he, yeah exactly. Are you going to hear this in December? It's fine. The draft will be over. Like, who knows what sport's taking over? Uh, well, what's your thoughts, brother? Yeah, no, I think it's uh, so way back in the day before Goodell got in and really got TV savvy with the whole Thursday, Sunday, Monday night schedule. The NFL draft used to be just Saturday and Sunday, just two all day marathons of just draft coverage on ESPN. Now they understand the, 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 the value that the NFL brings. So they capture. So the draft is on Thursday. The first round is on Thursday night, right? Mm-hmm. And Thursday night is always historically the big TV ad dollar night, right? And then you've got Friday, the second and third rounds, and then capped off with Sunday, what they call day three now, four through seven. Yeah. So they clearly have understood the power of their brand and the veracity which you, myself, and all of the other NFL fans out there watch this. So they're plugging it first round. They're making the, a spectacle, right? Yeah. So yeah. So they're they're definitely they're definitely capitalizing it, and it's in the middle of April. There is no. The biggest thing going on right now is is NBA playoffs, and it's the first round. So if you're going up against the first round of the NFL draft, or I'm going up against um, Golden State Spurs. On a game, you know, they're three zero. I'm probably tuning in and seeing when my team, at, at the very least, when my team's drafting. Right? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a great point. So I think, so I kind of interpret his question two ways. Like, is he wondering if like the NFL is obviously America's pastime now? So is he asking if any other sport will ever eclipse the NFL with like the kneeling and everything going on, or or will there be a stronger draft in other sports that eclipses the NFL draft? So I'll answer, I'll answer the latter one real quickly. Like the only one that could slightly contend would probably be the NBA draft because sure. uh, MLB draft has, you know, infinite number. I, I don't even know if it's aired on TV. I don't think I've ever seen it. Like <laughs> around, they have high school kids and it's, yeah, it's definitely yeah. not, there's like 30, I mean, there's a million. Rounds like, like you, you, you can draft your grandpa as kind of like a shout out is just like, <laughs> right. I think it's a real thing. I don't have to look it up. Uh, NHL, I don't think hockey's quite strong enough. So I, so I think draft for draft comparisons, like nothing is close to touching the NFL, except maybe the NBA. And I think the thing that the NBA has going for it is, you know, all those kind of, it only has, is it two rounds or three rounds? I'm not a big two NBA rounds. guy. It's two yeah, rounds. Two rounds. So it like, it happens so quick. It's almost like you can digest it in one sitting. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's definitely like a single serving for draft. The, the NFL for me, was always and and I always compare it to and, and I don't know if people remember this, but do you remember like when you were a kid in the '80s and '90s where they would have like TGI Friday, right? And the fall lineup would come out. So before that fall lineup would come out, 
on Friday night or the, or Thursday, they would air kind of like all, all the new shows that are coming out, all the new Saturday morning cartoons that were coming out. And you could sit there as a kid and watch and be like, oh, man, like, I can't believe that I'm going to see, like, animatronic dinosaurs on a show. Like, this is, like, you know, this is what I'm going to watch. Now, I'm super excited for it. That, to me, is what the NFL draft is, right? With the seven rounds and yeah. the two days, I get invested in the middle of the year. Wow, we got this guy. Ooh, this guy came to us. Oh, this guy fell. Or, or you know, all these different scenarios are playing out. Or I really feel strong with my, you know, every fan comes out of their draft feeling how strong they are and the excitement for the next season. And that's what I kind of feel like was the excitement for the next, you know, round of TV or the next fall lineup. I now am watching the next, you know, first round players, right? I can't, yeah. I'm excited to see who's coming to my team. So, yeah, I don't think it's going to, I think, I think, basketball is the closest to coming to that but i don't think that the nfl just in terms of right now is going to be eclipsed by anything yep and i don't think some of the social stuff and other that stuff is going to chip away at it too much i think really the biggest thing that they have to be concerned about is overexposure right thursday saturdays on playoffs you got sunday night games sunday day games and monday night games it's just too much right i'm married so I've got commitments, right? Like I can't have football on four out of the uh, out of the seven days of the week, especially in primetime television, right? Uh, so yeah, I guess. you get married. I, you I don't know how they. <laughs> I mean, I say put your foot down. I'm kidding. Everyone relax. Everyone just chill out. Right. Chill okay, out. All right. we'll go with, uh, <laughs> oh, relationship tips. Gonna get in trouble for that one. All right. Uh, yes, yeah, but it's, it's one of those things. It's like that's their biggest thing is overexposure. And then honestly, like concussions, injuries, like guys kind of losing their shit. You know what I mean? Like the, there, there's just more and more stories of guys coming out doing weird stuff. And every now now that the concussions are way more known, right, the, the outcomes are, are way more understood. People start to go, oh, this is maybe I have a little uh, – misgivings out there watching it and some guy gets cracked and gets you know blindsided and knocked out and now i know what in 10 years he might be you know a dribbling idiot you know yeah all right well uh thank you binger i think our answer is uh no time soon but sooner rather than later so your fingers kind of on the pulse and looking forward to you listening to this response sometime in february when you catch up to it not 100 right, exactly. sure Thanks, right. Binger. Thanks, Binger. Thanks for the email. And as always, you guys can reach us. We'd love to read your emails on the air. It's uh, MAB Sports Podcast, that's sports plural, at gmail.com. Uh, you want some jams, bro? To go into parent tip? Let's give you some jams. Give him a jam. MA parenting tip. We are coming at you, and it is no money, no problem. What are we talking about, M.A.? So you, you hit me with a, a picture, um, an interesting picture, of a, 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 a torn-up pile of cash. And the, the subject was that this mom had given her son her, his allowance, and he tore it up because he said it wasn't the agreed-upon amount. And the question was, what do you even do with this? Not like, how would you feel, but what do you even do with this? Like, yeah. how do you react from this? So what I got for you is no monies, no problems, okay? Okay. So um, so basically what I looked at it as, first off, did you see the pile of money? 
Did you see how much was there? <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah. So there's a picture floating around on Facebook where it's just basically this. It it looks like someone put probably like two hundred forty dollars worth of fives and tens <laughs> through a shredder and just set it at the top of a staircase. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there was twenties and fives in there, and there was a yeah. good old pile. So first off, uh, you're paying this kid too much because even if it's twenty five dollars. <laughs> That's thirteen hundred dollars a year. I, yeah. Assuming we're paying on a weekly basis, right? That's how I got paid on my allowance. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you're paying this kid way too much. But that's a whole. We can get into allowances and that's a whole other MA tip. And I don't want to shoot my wad too quickly here. Don't do it, brother. So hold it. Uh, so really, what the crux of the issue when I when I read that tweet and I looked at that picture, really, what the crux of the issue is is kind of what we touched on with with the parenting tip from last week is is. The parent, we did not do, in this instance, we didn't do a great job of managing the expectations of the kid and what was expected. Vis-a-vis, they did not understand the rules for what was going to get the money, right? Because there's obviously miscommunication as to how much was going to get paid. So my only assumption is, is that it was you do X number of chores. Say you wash the dishes every night for a week, and for every night you get $5, okay? Mm-hmm. And if you don't do... Uh, the dishes one night, then I then you don't get five dollars for that night. Very simple. Mm-hmm. And so that's when that kid you know, is expecting to get thirty five dollars, gets twenty five dollars, has a tantrum, shreds it, and that's what you're left with. So my thought is is that we haven't established clear boundaries as to what the rules are, and what the expectations are of the parents, and what the results are, and the kids understanding what the results are if they aren't compliant and what the expectations are. So with that, where do you go from there, right? I mean, what, I mean, what do, what do you do? Yeah, it sounds like you can even walk it back because even if it's – to me, I need to know where the, the leap comes from. And I'm, I'm in no position to call out any parent, and that's not what I'm trying to do. What I would try to figure out is how this – and I know kids have a mind of their own. I don't know it to the full extent, but it's just like what in their mind thinks that like uh, – it's almost like a fucking boycott, like whatever, like, like to the, to this love, this strike to this level is acceptable. Like it's, you know, it's, it's very, it's out. And I, I understand that kids grow up and they got to be special. And I can imagine that balance of having to put your foot, like empowering them to be the people they want to be. And then also having to put your foot down where it's just like, Hey, like there's still a lot of shit you got to learn, but also like just kind of this, this, lack of uh, just appreciation for because if you're tearing up money like you think more is coming and like i can't imagine and and no one's gonna like i don't no one has to write it and tell hard tales or you can but obviously i don't think you and i were in any position to just start ripping up money when we were kids like that was the whole purpose of allowance was that i needed it so so there's a there's a disconnect with this child for whatever reason on just like there is there'll be more of this coming and i i can make a stand to like almost like like (sighs) I, I can't hate his tactics as an adult. Like he's always like painting him to like 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 a corner. He's just like, well, I'm putting my foot down. Like you're paying me the amount, or I'm not doing dishes. And I just I don't see a world where that's uh, that's where the disconnect for me is. Like where right. where's where's the leap from like my allowance is debatable and not like straight appreciation or straight right. like do the dishes. There's the money. Like go ahead. Right. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I, so we can't tell how old the kid is. So that conversation becomes more nuanced the older they get. Yeah. That right? that that much money. I think it's got to be early thirties, like thirty-one. Thirty-one. Thirty-two. Yeah. Then that money's not so much. If he's tearing up the only hundred twenty dollars he has, maybe not a great call. <laughs> yeah. It's a definition of cutting off your nose. Is yeah. Like the face. 
So, yeah, it really it, it, it's hard to tell because you don't know exactly how old this kid is in this conversation. Yeah. So I, I think if it's a and you're right, like if it's younger and that was kind of where I was going, if you're younger. Right. Well, first off, this conversation has to happen no matter what. Right. Yeah. Old 13, 14, 15, 30 or four or five. You have to have the conversation to basically allow them to understand, like, look, I understand that you're frustrated and I, I and I understand that there wasn't you didn't understand the, the, the rules or the boundaries as to what, what got you the allowance or what your payment was supposed to be. That being said, that type of reaction, that type of tantrum will never get you the results that you're, that you're trying to get. It's never gonna happen. Yeah. We don't respond, your parents, your mother, your, your father, or both of us, we don't respond to that type of reaction if you're upset. If you're upset, you need to communicate us communicate with us why okay or what the issue is and if i didn't clearly explain the rules as to your allowance i understand that that can be frustrating but again you cannot act this way well that's you a, don't get another 25 dollars. yeah that's your allowance that's that's fucked up right because doesn't the immediate take have to be like that reaction is completely unacceptable it is just right. completely like it's that is not that is not an option like anything you're and I, I pull it back to like anything like whatever you get frustrated with bosses you get frustrated like you know if they're if they're an older kid if they're 13 14 15 you know maybe you take them I was trying to think like how could you make them understand the value of money when I when I was a kid I guess I just had a general appreciation for it I I, I didn't like spending money but I do remember when I was 19 I had a um, a job is like basically like a ditch digger. And I saw this guy who was, had five kids and was 30 years old, which was ancient in my time, and worked like 50 hours a week and took $20 out of his paycheck, put the rest in his bank and said, this is what I work for for 20, or for 60 hours a week, I work for $20 for myself, everything else goes to my family. So like to me, that was an impactful moment. I'm like, whoa, shit, like tear up money, just, it's just it's un- unfathomable to me, so. I think also too, like you said earlier, like checking them on, you know, you have to look at as a parent, like, oh, maybe I just foster this kid's wills for money or needs for money or give them money too often and they don't have an understanding or appreciation of it. So how do I figure out and to do something? Do I, do I take them to a construction site? Do I make them, you know, pick garbage up on a construction site for a day and tell them, hey, all you made was $34 today. It was really hard work. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Worst job you ever had? Worst job I ever had uh, was I was I was working for a basement waterproofing company, and they sold me on it because it was they're like we pay you on a day rate, we pay you eighty four dollars a day, and then if you're driving, guess what? You're getting paid. You're making money, and if you only work four hours, we pay you for the full day. It is what it is. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> no, we were driving down to like downtown Detroit and working on houses that had leaks in the basement, and my job was to dig a trench around the outside of the house with a little shovel, just dig it out all day. And then when I got done with that, the guys that were actually fixing the basement, the holes in the basement, my job was to take two five-gallon buckets, mix, mix quick concrete in the buckets, carry them down the flight of stairs, down in like a narrow old like 1930s Detroit home, carry them down the stairs, and then take two more gallon, five gallon buckets that they filled up with just chipped away concrete and carry that back up the stairs and do that all day uh, in the middle of June in Detroit. What were you wearing? What was I wearing? <laughs> Paint well, the picture. You know, Paint the picture, brother. 
so around lunchtime they came out and then started the hose spraying and it was very much like you know we, we watched a lot of cars that day it was uh perfect well that is no money no problems ma ma parenting tips let's do the showdown neapolitan showdown started with food uh an offer from most awesome that we had to rank flavors of ice cream that was really don't you don't you love the fact that i threw that out there and you're like yes i was like ice cream chocolate vanilla strawberry whatever we'll go through it'll be fine it'll be fine and yeah. now it's a segment. Now it's a whole segment. Now it's the Neapolitan Showdown. It has a whole name and a title and a t-shirt even. It sounds like you're bragging. But yes, yes, congratulations. Exactly. So today we're doing, uh, from whence we came, we're going back to food. And we're going to do top three side dishes. I like it. Whew, this is going to get gonna get tasty. I think it's going to make me hungry. Did you eat before the show? I'm, I'm gonna, I did. I'm, I did. We had, <laughs> pizza. we had pizza for dinner tonight. I haven't named any of these, and it's going to make me really hungry. Uh, okay. Per tradition that we established, uh, episode seven, I'll be keeping score, as I as I always do. So right. We'll, uh, right. So if you're out there in India, you even know that this is crooked. Okay. I'm up plus, plus a half Mab t-shirt, which I'm very excited about. Uh, so I'll, due to me having the lead, I need to come out the gate and prove it i'm going to start off with this is your number three right this is my number three correct okay mm, i mean it's kind of is my number. oh you okay. didn't order them did, did you you can't pick well, i know they're See, hard i got you on the ropes i, 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 I know i know all right I'm, all right I'm, if this it's not my number three it's the one i'm sitting out first i'll say that green bean casserole uh, I, I knew you were going to go with green bean casserole. I love, okay, number I know, one. because that's the only thing that you make at Thanksgiving. <laughs> I did, you know, uh, you know, sometimes, is it nice for you listeners to know, like you see a little bit of the behind the scenes on how well we know each other. <laughs> I do love the green bean casserole. It is yeah. technically the only thing I make. It's just like Thanksgiving. I'm not going to get into that. This isn't our holiday segment. I will get into the fact it's just green beans. It's like a little mushroom flavoring. I don't usually like white creamy things, but creamy mushroom soup makes sense. And those crispy onions on top, you eat a few of them. And, and don't, don't get fucking cute, people. There is specific directions on the French fried onions on how to make it. Don't add your bacon. Don't get cute with like oh, something like, okay. no, just follow the recipe. It tells you, I'll let you do this. You can add a little bit more pepper if you'd like. If you really want to pepper it up and I'll let you do crushed red pepper if you want to do a little spicy kick. Like oh, you okay. can do so that. I, I, like, so I like that you're a purist in this, okay? Purist, I, I, I did think you were going to start to go like nope. dub a little cutesy wootsy and, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, if you no. if you do that, yeah. No. Nope, okay. nope, nope, keep it. I like it. And it's got okay. a- Green bean casserole is like, you know, it's like the poor man's okay. holiday casserole right. it really it's is because it's sad you get the green beans you get like a can of cream of mushroom did soup. you say it was sad it is sad it's <laughs> the saddest of all side dishes oh my god it's perfect who's sitting in the ring who oh, you got in the ring okay. yeah here this is my this is my dark horse it's a sleeper okay yeah. Yeah. because of all the side dishes that you choose from this is the one you never think of it to make you're like i want it but when you see it there you go for it. Don't dive say, right into it. Don't say fucking yams. I no, will. No, 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 okay. not yams. No, no, no. Please. What am I? Some. I'm basic. Come on. <laughs> no. No. I'm going. I'm going. Cream corn. It is a sleeper of side dishes. You're fucking, it is delicious. You're fucking it is disgusting. Delicious. It is, you're fucking it's not disgusting. Well, you just talked about I didn't, I didn't say cream. Cream corn is disgusting. I'm calling you disgusting. This is disgusting. This you turn it like like it's the can disgusting. like the canned cream corn. Oh my god. It's not a can of cream corn. No, no, no. You 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 get the corn on the cob, you steam them, you slice it off, mm. put a little cream. Mm. You talk about it's the same thing as your green bean casserole, except it no. sings when you put those red pepper flakes on it. <laughs> oh, oh my, my god. god. It's, it's delicious. What makes it it's sweet? It's a little sweet and savory. What, you add a bunch of fucking sugar? Like, what makes it sweet? I don't even know what makes cream corn just, sweet. 
Just cream? Just you could you could do milk or you could do actual cream, right? Depending on how you want to do it. Cream might be a little too much for me, but I do like a little bit of milk and you get a little salt, a little pepper. It's very simple, very basic. Yeah. And and you ne- you're never having a bad experience. Even the shittiest of cream corn sides are still better than your white trash <laughs> creamy Great. casserole. Great. Uh, so that's that's round one that has a veggie versus a veggie, and that is point green bean casserole plus one. Moving on. No. Yeah. No. no absolutely. No. Like, you you took like... you took all my ingredients. You added a lesser vegetable, and then you also added First sugar. First off, corn is not a lesser vegetable is, vegetable yeah, than green beans. Hundred percent. Please. One thousand percent. Please. Look look on the period. It's not the periodic table. You're embarrassing yourself that, on this podcast, Brandana. All right. Uh, plus one, so that puts me at minus a half. Mab T-shirt. You're like the French judge in Itania. Side okay, dish that's what you two. Are. Side dish two. Side dish two. two? Yeah. Then I'm coming at you with a, a full flavored, a delicious vegetable. Okay. Right. I'm going with asparagus. Oh, it's high, it's that's high good. class. It's nice. It's delicious. Oh, that's you good. can, like I said, I didn't want to go cutesy with it, but you can get cutesy with it, right? Because yeah. you can wrap it in bacon. And obviously, it's, it's really just bacon with vegetables in it. But it's the best veggie on the market. I almost had it on my list, and I have to hats off your balls just for not overcomplicating the side dishes. You're just like, right. asparagus is a dynamite side dish. Uh, you know, like every time I have a steak, I'm looking for asparagus first. I'm like, get the asparagus out here. Like, it's got to be a Boom. part of it. Uh, you got the you got the, the bottoms. You got the little the little treetops on the top. Of, plus, also, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it's, makes your it makes your pee smell. Yeah. Or well, actually, technically, it's people can only either smell it or they can't smell it. Your pee doesn't it doesn't change your pee. Well, I can smell it. Fun, not, little, fun little party trick. That that is. How many people are smelling your piss at a party? Moving on. So here's. Oh, you would be surprised. <laughs> I would be surprised. All right, I'm going to go pull someone out of the cage that, I don't know, I'll actually, I'll let you call the score on this one. I'm plus, uh, plus you're, 0.5 on life. Uh, so here's, I'm giving garlic mashed potatoes with a little bit of truffle. I do like, I know it's, oh. it's, it's kind of specific. <laughs> it's just bro yeah, me. Yeah. I, I like, yeah, I, I, I love, I love I garlic. <laughs> I love garlic. I love mashed potatoes. I love a little bit right. of truffle in there. And this oh, is, okay. it's, it's not right. super rare. It's, it's fine, but like, it's popular enough for me to list it in the side dishes. Right, I can't. I can't fault you because your of course not your side dish, your specific side dish is yeah. my number one, which is just mashed potatoes. Oh, okay, all right. Because I, I can't. I can't poo poo. What I can poo poo you on is is getting cutesy <laughs> and going garlic mashed potatoes with truffles. Right. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. So garlic and truffles are really good, but then. I, I could put that. I could put garlic and truffles on anything and make it good. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Right. So okay. So here's what we're gonna so do. So that's a plus nine for me. No. No. Not a, not, not a plus nine. We're gonna call. We're gonna call that. Uh, we're gonna call that a dead heat. So those cancel out. I'm still plus half. So right now, what I have to do is, what am I bringing to the table to verse your asparagus? And you get okay. to call the score. Okay. So okay. I'm, okay. I'm still plus plus half. Mab t-shirt lifetime. Mashed potatoes canceled out. I like garlic in mine. Real fast for the listeners. If you were gonna decorate a mashed potato. What would you decorate it with? Are you asking me? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm asking. Well, listeners can email in, but you, brother, like, let's oh, let's oh, get an actual potato, mashed potatoes. Just get, I got cutesy with mine. Get cutesy with yours. Listeners want oh, to like, know, like, okay, a perfect well, mashed here's, potato. Here's, here's what I have to say about mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes for me are the dirt diggler of side dishes because <laughs> it can it can it can go either way. It can uh-huh. do anything. It's got yeah. all the moves. <laughs> um, all the can moves. can go with any course, anything, and it's of all the foods. So for those of those people out there that don't know, I basically kind of segment my food off. I don't like to mix and match too much. Okay, I like mm-hmm. to if I'm eating my steak, I like to eat my steak. If I'm eating my asparagus, give me my asparagus. I don't like to blend the two together, but mashed potatoes that is the that is the conduit to everything 
Tidy I can put together. all of that in there. Oh, yeah, it's all the fuck. Bring it in there. It's all delicious. So if I'm putting uh, if I'm putting something on mashed potato, it's got to be gravy, right? Yeah. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah I think so. Well, I, yeah, butter, it, I mean, butter is there, but no, there's no, a ton if, of butter in it. Like, anyways. if you're going to put something, like, I'm throwing garlic. I want actual garlic cloves in my mashed potatoes. Like, I want to chew oh. garlic. Want, oh, you like, want to chew garlic? Uh, yeah, I want, I want garlic kind of mashed up in there with potatoes. You feel me, brother? You feel me? You're I on board? You. Yeah, yeah, I feel it. Yeah, you can you do on bacon. Train? You yeah. can do bacon. Okay. Yeah, or you could, right. do, you could do lobster mashed potatoes. Yeah, oh, now, now we're opening it up. Now we're getting free. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> swing around. Exactly. We're just fast and loose with the new Apollo Showdown. Basically, this is just to say that we're just two fatzos that will eat pretty much anything. Uh, everyone speak for themselves. Moving on, so I got cheddar peppers versus asparagus. So cheddar peppers. Cheddar peppers. Cheddar peppers, like, I love... Okay, so... What is with your, like... What are you putting, Frito-Lays in there? Like, what is with your, like... No, it's... it's WT the, side dishes, man. It's, it's, the, it's the Sonic ones, and I don't come out with me with, like, fucking cream cheese. I'm talking cheddar cheese-filled jalapenos that are deep-fried. Because I would always, like, get the burger at Sonic without... I know we're, we weren't supposed to go super specific. Go to Sonic, get the, uh, get the hamburger with mustard without the cheese because the cheddar pepper is going to take care of that for you. And I just... I was trying to picture things where I really... Main dish in one hand, side dish in the other, and back and forth. And there's... Just back... Just, I got just a, double fist I had, going back and forth. I had a hats off to the cheddar peppers because it's take a bite of burger, take a bite of the cheddar pepper. And that cheddar pepper, like, it feels like it was on your burger. That's a home run. And it's and it's the the Sonic cheddar pepper. The Sonic cheddar pepper, yeah. Because it's You're not. So... It's, it's one of the only ones that's not cream cheese. Like fuck cream cheese. Like it's cheddar cheese. Like it's milk. First like, cream cheese like, is pretty solid on bagel. So don't do, dude, check yourself on cream cheese. I don't dude, want to have no. This this relationship might be over. I'm serious. Like I can't. I can't do cream cheese. I can't do mayonnaise. Like one day you're gonna tell me you like cottage cheese. How did you and... live in the frat without being able to like stand mayonnaise? Easy. Like I like hood like hid in the back. And trust me, if there was anyone taking, there are plenty of people in that house that were taking care of the mayonnaise consumption that needed to be done. Right. People okay. had to order my when we went uh, for a run for chicken sandwiches from Carl's Jr. No mayonnaise. You remember for Thanksgiving when Trent brought Carl's Jr. chicken sandwiches? There was two of them yeah. without mayonnaise. Those are mine. Oh, I wondered who the loser was. <laughs> All right, we're gonna give asparagus. I gotta cut like uh, I gotta call it like a. First up, I don't even know what your side dish is. I've never. I mean, I don't even think I've ever been to a Sonic. Well, go to go to a Sonic, brother. I'll send you some cheddar peppers. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Can, uh, you, can you Venmo me some cheddar peppers? <laughs> Technology is amazing. All right, we're gonna give plus two to asparagus. I gotta hats Ooh. off. I gotta hats off your balls of just keeping it simple. Mine was very kind of compartmentalized, a little too specific, a little too regional. So that brings you back up to plus one and a half. I, MAB yeah, because I doubt t-shirts. I doubt our listeners in India have had Sonic cheddar peppers. I don't need you bragging. I gave you the points. You got the point. I understand. I mean, I wanted plus nine. You gave me plus two, so I'll take it where I can get it, but okay. All right, take it. You want to introduce my song for Gambling Corner? Let's give him a song. All right, Gambling Corner, we're coming up uh, to the NFL draft, and you had a good idea. Uh, like you did last week, you sent me a little article you had about some draft props. Uh, as we both know, we'll circle back. Right. Uh, he is my Sherpa on everything NCAA football because I don't watch a lot of college football. But uh, I have some NFL knowledge enough to be, be slightly dangerous. So what I'm going to do right now is I sent him kind of two to three. Oh, I'll send him three. We can see if we can get through all of them. But uh, props I like based around the draft. And we're going to talk through them. And I'm going to talk my logic. I'm going to ask him a few questions. I'm going to drop 
what money I'd put on which side, and then he could tell me kind of his thoughts on it as well. So let's just uh, come right out of the gate. Running back, over, under, taking the first round, 1.5. The over is at minus 150. The under is plus 110. Uh, a quick summation of what that means. Uh, it kind of means basically that the over is favored, so it's looking more likely than not for Vegas's point of view that it's going to be two. Um, all right, brother. Uh, so I looked at this. I know there's that dynamite running back coming out of where? Penn State. Penn State. The Penn State running back, yeah. which Saquon is, Barkley. He'll definitely go top ten, right? No question. Oh yeah, 10. he doesn't get past number seven, the Bucks. I, I truthfully, I don't think he gets past number four, um, but he definitely does not get past number seven in Tampa Bay. Okay. Tampa Bay has the at number seven. They have of all of the kind of if you look at position groups, right? You kind of group them wide receiver, quarterbacks. Their running backs are probably the lower third of the league. And Barkley, if he's there, he's not getting past them. Yeah, so they they bounce around with Muscle Hamster, who's been very consistent. Kind of had a, a sophomore like surge, and then definitely dropped off the map. And then yeah, it it could be it could be RB time there. This this kid's supposed to be. Uh, pretty amazing. I'm going, basically, let me sum up right here. I'm going under, even though that's kind of the more expensive part of the bet on just the way the NFL's built. Uh, having a premier back, if you don't have one of those, it doesn't necessarily mean you're not competing. Like, you can either, you can platoon backfield it, or you can premier back it, but it doesn't, it's it's not it's not a must-have, like a quarterback right. or like a, like a WR1. Like, if you don't have it, like, you can patchwork it together with just whatever backfield you kind of need to get together. Which I think, right. like, the, the Eagles kind of showed you that, and they won the Super Bowl. Like, they didn't have, like, I know they got, you know. they the Jai, yeah, they traded for Jai, and they had, but they had Corey Clement, who was undrafted, who carried a big load. And then yeah. you had Blount, and you, or Blunt, and you had, yeah. oh, not Westbrook. I can't remember the other, the fourth guy's name. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. But, and, and none of those guys were taking more than, like, 12 carries a game, 13 carries. So it's, right. it's, it's, it's a proven system that it's uh, less – maybe less talent base and just more who we can kind of turn to. So that's why I'm going with the under. What do you think, brother? No, I think it's a good play, right? So, so Barkley is like we said, he's going in the top seven, hundred percent. Then once you start getting past seven, you see the teams in like from, you know, eight till 20 where the lions are at, the lions are really the next team past the bucks that actually have a definitive running back need, but they have uh, Amir Abdullah and they just side blunt from who was on the Patriots when the head coach uh, was there, the defensive coordinator was there, the head coach. So then you start looking and you start then looking kind of towards the latter third of the draft. So you've got 28 with the Steelers. So the need for running back is really like more of a backup running back scenario, right? Between Le'Veon Bell and, and, you know, obviously a little insurance. But again, their quarterback's old, their team is older. So do they waste a pick on ostensibly what would be a backup versus somebody who could maybe be a starter like a linebacker because they lost Shazier to the back injury. Exactly. And that's 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 my whole point around I think doing the under for that is even if you did have a need for a back, using a first round pick form just kind of seems like a reach. Right. Exactly. And so so then you got the Eagles who also have a slight need at running back, but that's that's really it. I mean, obviously, any one of these teams could add a playmaking running back, but I don't necessarily know if it's worth sinking your first-round pick because you've got, after Barclay, you kind of have this three-headed monster of you've got uh, Sony Michelle, you've got Darius Geis, and you've got Ronald Jones the second. 
Yeah. And so each one kind of has a specific role. And Michelle really looked good because he played out of Georgia and really kind of showed up in the in the college football championships. Uh, Geis had a great 20, what would have been 2016, when Fournette was down and he kind of carried the load for LSU. Did not have a great 2017 because he was nicked up and has some injury issues. And then Ronald Jones is kind of like, um, I've seen some comparables where they've kind of compared him to Jamal Charles. So he's a little bit of a smaller guy, but he can have, he has some game-breaking skills. So you could look, you could maybe make the, the guess that one of these guys, one of these teams in the back half of the draft could make a play for one of those guys, but they really have to be enamored with him, and they really have to think he was a game-breaker. And I don't think any of those guys are. I, I, I see teams waiting on those three running backs to fall and maybe pushing into the top half of the second round to gobble them up. Yep. Uh, so I, I, like your, I like your under at one and a half. We're going to take that. We're going to take the under one and a half at plus 110. Uh, moving on to this one kind of made me start twisting my mustache. Think about it. Uh, Baker Mayfield over under his draft position, 6.5. The over at plus 110, the under at minus 150. Uh, I'm taking this right now. I'm going to take the under. Under being drafted at 6.5 uh, for 150 because uh, I don't want to bring it up earlier, but it'll make sense if you kind of think back to what I was saying sure. about the Broncos starting three different quarterbacks. I think John Elway likes him. I think he goes for Baker Mayfield. I think the Broncos take him with a fifth pick. Sure. I, I, I agree with you because they during the Senior Bowl, they requested to coach Baker Mayfield, Vance Joseph, uh, the coach there for Denver requested to actually coach in the senior bowl, Baker Mayfield. Um, I guess he's pretty familiar with their scheme and some of the other coaches that have been there. Uh, they're bringing him in. I think actually they've already brought him into Denver like a couple days ago. Then they're bringing in Josh Rosen and, and Sam Darnold. Uh, and that'll be that. So I like it because he's a, he's a good fit for the Broncos at five and People, a lot of people are slotting them at five. So the bet is good. But so here's what I wonder. Here's what makes me wonder about that bet. Mm-hmm. The Giants. Okay, so assuming the Browns. The Browns have, so the Browns have won. So let me bounce yeah. in. Let's bounce into the next bet. I think it's going to be a okay. good tie-in for the third bet because we're going to have to talk okay. through this. So the yeah. third bet is QBs in the first round. The under over is five and a half. The over is plus 175, looking less likely. The under is 250. So Vegas is thinking there's going to be five or less quarterbacks taken in the first round. So talk, sure. talk, talk me through these picks, brother, because I got my ideas also. Sure. So I'm going to, I'm going to tell you right now to, to take the under, take the easy money on this one. It's not, it's not going to be the juicy payout, but it's going to be the one that's going to happen. 5.5 is the number. The The only time that it's gone over five is 1983 with six quarterbacks. And that, El, speaking of Elway, Elway to Marino, mm-hmm. six quarterbacks taken in the first round. Yeah. And then after that, the next highest was five, 1999, where he had one, two, three, which actually kind of similar layout to how this draft could play out. One, two, three quarterbacks. And then 11 and 12. So you had Tim Couch. Uh, Donovan McNabb, Achilles Smith, uh, Dante Culpepper, and Cade McNown in that 99 draft. So I... It's my Culpepper. You guys can't see, but I'll do my Culpepper impression. I like, I like it. It took me a while to remember. I was like, is he spasming? What's no, no, he did, he did the arm roll. He did the arm roll. There you go. I like it. I like it. Let's go bikes. Okay. Let's go bikes. So here's the thing. is, So on the first round QBs, you've got, in no particular order, you've got Sam Darnold, uh, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield. 
those are your five who you think have a legit shot of going in the first round. So can I tell you who I think is taking quarterbacks in the first round? And you tell me yay yes. or nay? Because yes. I'm looking purely from an NFL perspective, not knowing the college talent. Sure. Uh, so I think the Giants take one at two. Okay. So I that's, think... my, that's, that's my one for your Mayfield bet that could throw it in an off. That, that could throw that off, but okay. You think the Giants could reach for Mayfield? Or not reach, no, but no, no, that's no, no. I think I think the Giants could sit there and go, here's the thing is, is does Pat Shermer in his West Coast offense, he's the new head coach of the Giants, does he sit there and go, are any of these guys worth the investment? Because basically when I draft when Pat Shermer drafts that quarterback, that's his guy. Yeah. And he's got this stopgap in in Manning. Okay. Is he gonna want to are are any one of those top three quarterbacks worth him investing in his future? Yep. as a head coach on. Yep. So that's where I could see that wrinkle in the Broncos because what happens is then it creates a trickle-down. So if they take Saquon Barkley, right, which is by all accounts the top talent in the draft, if they take Barkley at number two, assuming the Browns take a quarterback at number one, then it, it creates a trickle-down for yeah. Baker Mayfield. Would it be – okay, so I was going back and forth. I don't want to get nuts on this because you know, you know the level of talent. It sounds like a deep – draft class for quarterbacks is there any way that the browns don't take a quarterback with their first two picks in the first round at one and four? Ooh, i mean see that could be i mean if they took took bark say the, so the example could be they take saquon barkley yeah and they need you know they is, could take is there is there a pass rusher that's worth like a top spot yeah, the guy, this kid Chubb out of uh, North Carolina State. So they could take him. I just feel like Deshaun Kaiser hasn't gotten like a full shot with the new weapons. They have Tyrod. Well, Deshaun Kaiser's in uh, in Green Bay now because he got traded for Demarius Randall. So who's the backup quarter? I just looked. At, who's the backup quarterback in Cleveland now behind Tyrod Taylor? They they don't have one. They don't really. I mean, they, I mean, I could probably look it up, but they don't. Have, it's not because oh, okay. Kaiser's in Kaiser's in Green Bay. Okay, then yeah, it's definitely that. Where'd, where'd Hundley go? Brent, uh, Brent Hundley's still there. Oh, Green Bay. Green Bay's a little deep now. Yeah. Because they, they didn't like what they saw with Hundley yeah. in uh, in there. Well, shit. Okay, then that's Nolan Boyd. Then obviously, yeah, Cleveland's taking a quarterback with these at one well, of four. they not. I mean, the, 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 your hypothesis isn't wrong. So maybe they, they go maybe they go Barkley and Chubb from uh, – from North Carolina State. It's not implausible, but I do think that they would look heavily at a quarterback in that either that fourth pick or the first pick. How, how old is Tyrod Taylor now? Is he early 30s? Is he even that, like 31, 32? I'm not expecting to know off the top of your head. But he's still, like, not – he's still young enough to have, like, kind of like that surge we talked about, which kind of doesn't ever happen. Right. He's 28. But he's 20. a smaller – yeah, he's a smaller quarterback who – you know, could be scrambling for his life in Cleveland. And, you know, quarterbacks don't have a ton of yeah. shots that they can take. Okay, so Cleveland Cleveland takes one. I think the Giants take one. I know to your point. Uh, so three. Cleveland's going to go first because if they're going to take a quarterback, they want the first stab at it. So the Jets did trade up to the three spot. But I can't, right. imagine, I can't imagine they're looking for a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I would think that they would have to be, right? I mean, that's they didn't want to miss out on one of those Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, or Josh Rosen. Right. Yeah, yeah, I know, but they have like I didn't hate. I mean, last year I didn't hate uh, McCown's performance at all, and they have they have they picked up Teddy Bridgewater. They did sign Ted, Teddy Bridgewater for for a pretty straightforward. 
But then, so why do they move up? I mean, unless they exactly. think they're going to get Barclay, right? Why are they moving up? I know, exactly. Yeah, I have no idea. So it's it almost seems like that plan is foiled if Cleveland, Browns, and the Giants both select quarterbacks. And if three quarterbacks go that quick, it's going to be hard to Yeah, but the, the, the thought is, is that they moved up in front of the Broncos, yep. right? Yeah. That's the thought. They moved up because they did not want a Baker Mayfield or a Lamar Jackson. Uh, they wanted to get one of those three, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, or Sam Darnold. Uh, all right, well, so then talk me through, like, now I'm not confident that the under 5.5 is the right play. If we got, if we got Cleveland, Giants, Denver, Jets, that's... You know, that's four quarterbacks in the top five picks. Right. So who's still on the board? Like, because I look at people like, all right, Arizona Cardinals. I mean, is there a quarterback they could take a flyer on? Uh, right. So here's the thing is, right, yeah. So here's here's what you've got. So assuming the top three go, Darnold, Allen, Rosen, or of some sort of order, the next team after that is the Bills, right? They would definitely take a QB. Mm-hmm. So that's where I think if if – the Giants. Well, you think the you, th- you think the Bills definitely take a QB? I think if the Bills, if the Giants pivot and take Barkley, yeah. and kind of sets a trickle down effect, where then the Jets take say Josh Rosen, and then the Broncos can take Josh Allen as their project, Baker Mayfield immediately falls to eleventh or twelfth. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I, I guess I could picture Dolphins. I don't picture Bills. I think you know they. Traded for McCarron, right? That seems like they a little bit of a investment. They traded for McCarron. But, I mean, future. think about how Baker Mayfield would be in, in, in Buffalo, you know, because he likes to grab his crotch and, you know, he <laughs> jumps out of truck beds. And, I mean, he's, you yeah. just see him flying through a table, right? Yeah. You got, I, the, like, cards at, you got the cards, cards at 15, yep. right? So they could take a they could take one. Charges, and then everyone else, char- you know. I, charges at 17. I mean, Philip Rivers knows spring chicken. Like, they need to... There's got to be a little bit of an idea for the L.A. Chargers to build for the future. And I specifically said L.A. Chargers because I want to train myself to say L.A. Chargers. Right, that exactly. Is, that is a goal of mine. Well, if you, if you remember, we probably I think we even said in our first, in our early iterations when we were not as well-versed podcasters as we are now, sure. we actually did say L.A. or San Diego, <laughs> San Diego Chargers. Chargers. And I agreed <laughs> with you because I was like, yeah, of course. Yeah, San Diego Chargers, for sure. Right. Um, but, yeah, no, the Chargers, I, yeah, see, again, but, again, think about the window. I think... Rivers carries a lot of clout in that organization. I don't think that they're going to burn a pick and that coach is going to burn a pick on a backup when he's like, hey, we got the tools to win now. And if we didn't start 0-4 last year, we're making the playoffs and who knows what happens. Yeah. So I just don't see, again, you got to look at it like they can add a starter now or they can put a backup who's not going to help the team at all for a year. Yeah. All right. And it, yeah, and then you've got I mean I can't so the the, the oh, tough yeah. thing about that five here, and a half here, here, here's what I'll say. I'll say between the Miami Dolphins, the Arizona Cardinals, and the Los Angeles Chargers, one of those motherfuckers are taking quarterback. And then we're making history and we're not doing something that hasn't that's been done since nineteen eighty three. Fucking times change, brother. Was, oh and oh and here's here's my icing on the cake, the cherry that's going to make me, you just talked me into the over and I really thought I was walking in with the under. I'll take the over at plus 175 because I'm going to say right here, right now, New England Patriots with, with pick 23 and 31 will pick a quarterback. It's for two things. They want to build for the future and Bill Belichick also wants to say, fuck you, like I'm running this franchise until you guys burn me out of the fucking Gillette Stadium. So And, and who do they... So, so you think they take a Lamar Jackson? You don't know. You know the quarterbacks better than I do. But to be yeah. honest, I I don't think they take Lamar Jackson. That doesn't seem like a Belichick fit at all. No, I, 
Yeah, it definitely does sound. I mean, although he could potentially play other other positions, which maybe they could get out of that. So then, I mean, then then you're looking at, at Mason Rudolph, the kid out of Oklahoma State, who's a project who throws a nice deep ball by all accounts, but has some inaccurate issues. So, yeah, I mean, you could hit you could hit that you could hit that six because the thing that I can't factor in is is somebody moving back into because as much as you mentioned the Chargers about sitting there with those two picks. What do Chargers, or excuse me, not Chargers, the Patriots, what do the Patriots historically do with their picks? They trade back, right? Yeah. Absolutely, so yeah. I, I could see them at 31 if they got their guy at 23 or at 23 or 31 trading back. And could you see another one of those teams that, let's say the, the, the Chargers, right? They take their guy at 17 and then they, they, they push in and they go, all right, well, we can, get, we can get a Mason Rudolph who we like at 31. And there's your six right there. You know what I mean? So it, it could be interesting. I, you could talk me into it either way. It's not, I kind of was feeling like it was going to be a layup, but yeah, you keep, you, you throw out some scenarios that make me wonder if uh, the over is worth the risk. I, I'll, like my last thing is like, would it be crazy for Jacksonville, like a quarterback fall in their lap? Like I yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing is they could, they definitely could feel it. They could create a, a, a competition, right? But yeah, yeah. It just seems, I mean, and that just goes to the top of the show that we talked about. I mean, the, the level of need for quarterbacks and just the merry-go-round that these quarterbacks play, it's like, we got to get this right. And if we can get the shot, Kansas City's prime example. They went up there and they moved up to get their guy and they pushed all their chips in the middle, even though that they had Alex Smith still there. Yeah. It's going to look like it's going to might work out for them. So maybe other franchises are going to look at it and say, hey, maybe we do this. Maybe the Chargers do that. So yeah. yeah it, Hit that six. Make some money. <clears throat> and, and it will sum up like this. I think there is, and I think you'll agree we've talked about this a little bit. Coaches just don't get the tenure that they used to, so there is a little bit of pressure to win now, and it's, you kind of have one shot to make your legacy and earn your job. Like I think even Andy Reid got a little bit more of a leash to really bring Mahomes up, but it, it feels like you know, maybe one year of that quarterback you drafted sitting on the bench, and then you got to immediately start him next year and hope he comes up to speed but more likely than not if you're trying to scrap your way up and you got a high draft pick you're inheriting a team that's not fucking fantastic and you're going to have to wheel right. him out there like week eight week nine when that quarterback may not be ready right all right so the gambling corner the picks are we're going to go under on the running backs and that's a plus 110 bet we're going to go baker mayfield under the 6.5 i think he's going to the broncos that's going to be uh minus 150 to 100 and uh, QBs in the first round. I'm going to go over the five and a half, and I think I brought most awesome over to my side. That's going to be did. six QBs, and that's going to be 100 wins you 175. And that's the gambling corner. That's the gambling corner. We hit our air horns on episode four. I don't remember which one it was. I was just like, damn, we almost... we. Almost ran into the ground, but then it ended up being perfect. So we still nailed I like it. it. Congratulations, Mosasu. Awesome. Who doesn't love an air horn? That's what I want to know. All right, who's your MVP of the week? Hit me first. Well, okay, so I got, I got, I got two in most awesome fashion. I got two. <laughs> you just can't play by the rules. I know. I'm, well, I'm, you don't play by the rules when you score any positive challenge. So why should I? Give I'm docking you half a t-shirt. You're back up to plus one t-shirt. <laughs> so the first it's, one. It's, that a, I it's, it's about, like it's it's a luxury tax. You know, it is you, a you, like, exactly. I yeah, it. exactly. I'm like the NBA. I have my <laughs> yep. salary cap, and I exceeded it by mm-hmm. someone to win championships. 
so my first MVP of the week, because I gave you, I said I had a sillier one, and then and then I thought about it too, and I was like, oh, I have a little bit more of a serious one too. So my first MVP of the week uh, is going to go to my boy Mason Ramsey. You don't know him. You know him. I do not. You know, know. Mason. No, no, I'm you're just, just, you're just I'm just supporting you, brother. I'm so you're my oh, pod, you're okay. my pod partner. I support you in everything my, you do. Okay, that's my pod partner. That's my, that's my pod partner. It's my pod partner. Uh, so uh, so Mason Ramsey, you guys know him as Walmart Yodel Kid. I love this kid. You, you have you heard that? You've seen that? You, apparently, you don't have the internet. So <laughs> this guy is all over the internet. He, uh, I'll, I'll send you the, the text later so you get hit to him. So he's this kid. They took they took a video. Of, of yodeling a, a Hank Williams Senior song in Walmart, and the internet got a hold of it and does what the internet does and just blows this kid up, but in a good way, not in, a, not in the negative way. Blows this kid up, showing what the internet can be, which is a force for good in this world. Kid goes from Walmart to then to Ellen, the TV show Ellen, mm-hmm. to the grand old not Aubrey, not the, not the not the Ellen you work with. Which I got. I always no, get. No, exactly. I get every Ellen confused. Last time I thought it yeah. was TV Ellen, and this time it's the other Ellen. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> no, this is real Ellen. This is real Ellen. <laughs> All right. I'm still waiting on my call from the real Ellen. Then goes to the Grand Old Opry because Ellen hooked it up, and then my boy, he's playing a show at Coachella, singing singing fucking yodel songs at Coachella. Damn. I, I heard he's dating Lindsay Lohan now. I'm not really sure if that's true or not. But All right. All right. He's like a nine year old kid. <laughs> but that's my that's my MVP of the week is Mason Mason Ramsey. He's my boy. And it's it's catchy, it. it's catchy team. Like and it. they 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 take it, and they make like EDM mixes and like the it. internet being internet. All right, all right. So pro pro internet. Yeah, second MVP. Who you got? Yeah. I got my boy Shaquem Griffin. He's a linebacker out of UFC, and because we probably won't get a chance to talk to him before the draft goes, he is a linebacker that's probably going to get drafted in the middle of the rounds. And the special thing about Shaquem is is that. He actually lost his left hand in a, at birth. Basically, he had an amniotic band issue, which kind of sometimes the amniotic fluid can wrap around a, a limb or a body part and cause it to basically not grow. And so he had to have his left hand amputated. Didn't stop him. He goes out there, becomes a D1 athlete at UFC, and probably on next, not this Saturday, but this next Saturday, the Saturday of the draft, he is probably going to get drafted. They're, they're predicting somewhere in that round three to four. So... Fuck it's yeah. a great story, inspirational, and just uh, for everything I've read, a, a great kid and hasn't let stuff get in his way or stop him from doing what he wants to do. So I, I love it. Dan. He's he's my second MVP of the week. Should we give him a little little Mab air horn? Let's hit him. Hats off, brother, man. Enjoy the moment. Congratulations. That's awesome. Uh, my MVP of the week, I'll keep it simple. Uh, coincidentally, uh, you and I decided, we had talked and I decided this before, but... Uh, from email, Bing gave a share on Facebook. Uh, really just want to, can't hammer back enough how much we appreciate you guys listening. You know, this is this is a lot of fun for us, and we do take it seriously, and we prep, and we appreciate the listens. We know there's a lot of content out there and a lot of shit you guys can be listening to on your commutes, and just hope you laugh along, like see a little bit of the sports insight, and yeah, appreciate when you share with your friends. And that Mab Happy Hour is still in play. You can email us at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. That's M-A-B-S, sports, plural, podcast at gmail.com let's close up with a little tale from the frat um i love it came should, home, I my, should i start my stopwatch now right yep 60 second tale from the, the frat 60 seconds on the clock. i hit it real quick so coming home from uh so there's a basketball league that all all of us guys played in uh paul paul was our captain left town uh Seattle moved in 
got some food. We usually get food after the game, come back. There's an, you know, we went to Subway, you get a footlong sandwich, and then there's a individual bag of chips. It's single serving. All the calories are broken down by single serving. It is meant for one person. Sitting there eating my sandwich after the game, had my Cool Ranch Doritos opened up, and Chris Allen just helped himself to the Doritos. Oh. Like, just picked up the, not only like snuck them out, it wasn't like, hey, bro, can I get some? Which I'd still be like, it's individual size. My hands are tied. There's nothing I can do. I'm going to eat all these. Right, right, right. I don't make but, the rules. <laughs> I don't make, this is the size of the bag. What am I supposed to do? But just picked up the bag and just chomped on some, like, we went back from Adam. And, uh, I don't think I completely no. got over it for like a year and a half, two years. It might have been. I was uh, point of contention. So that is, uh, that's the tale from the frat. I know you want to weigh in real fast, most awesome. You see that to eye to eye? Did I overreact? Am I imbalanced? No, no, What's no. Your word? No, you hit it, you hit it spot <laughs> on, my man. It's, it's so funny because it reminds me of a story that um, I went out to dinner with uh, when we were in L.A. with a bunch of friends from uh, my wife's theater company. And there was this guy who I didn't know sitting across the table, and I ordered, um, I ordered uh, uh, fajitas. And so you know how you get the in the wow. restaurant, you get the bowl of the fajitas oh, yeah. right there, the sizzle. And so I got my fajitas, and I'm, yeah, they're sizzling, they're hot. And then you got the, you got the the the, the, the tortillas in that mm-hmm. other separate little container. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm making one, I'm getting all the fixings ready, and my food came out a little bit ahead of everyone else's because this was a big table. There's probably like 15 people there. And I'm just eating it, and I look up, and there's this one guy just sitting across, and he grabbed a tortilla out of my thing, and he's shredding it in half. And it's just like, I, he caught me, he caught me, and I looked at him, and I go, what are you doing? And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, those are my tortillas. And he's like, oh, and he's still holding the tortillas in his hand, like mid-open, like mid-tear. He's like, oh, I thought these were for the table. He's like, no, dude, those are mine. And he always like folded it back up and like put it back into the thing. Put it back together. So no, oh, you did man. not. And 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 I did not. I ne- I uh, he never regained my friendship after that. So I <laughs> I left him in a ditch somewhere. Can't be trusted. Well, uh, guys, long yeah. story short, uh, this podcast is all about keep your hands off of our food. And our side dishes. I think we covered all that. <laughs> right, exactly. All right, brother. It's always been good. Uh, Dynamite episode eight, my friend. Dynamite. Oh, fantastic. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that uh, some of the listeners are going to have to wait so long to catch up to hear this one. It's going to be a, a think, real shame. I think they got them. I, yeah, I think they're. I think they're plowing through. Uh, yeah. So as always, find us on iTunes. Search it may be sports podcast. Uh, subscribe. Can't tell you how much it helps. Give five stars. Leave a comment. And tell a friend. Take us up on that beer offer. Send a picture to MAB Sports Podcast, and we Mabby will. Mabby hour, my friends, and we will pay for it. Uh, let's and uh, my probably my favorite part. Easy, of this segment. yeah, exactly. Easy, <laughs> we'll pay for it. Have the time. I am Brandana. Most awesome. You want to sign yourself off? I think you've you've been you've been. Oh, fuck! I fucked that up. Damn it! Love it. <laughs> Perfect. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Oh, no, I'll never get it out. Runway. Style. Fame. She likes fashion.